Welcome back, sports fans. It is the Sports NWS Podcast, where we cover all your favorite sports on this podcast. Now, obviously, we have quite a few things to talk about, but there's two topics we are going to be talking about today. One being the MLB free agency signings. We're going to go over a few of those. And now we have officially entered day one of this MLB lockout that will be decided whether the CBA was renewed with the MLB and the MLBPA. Or if it will see a shorter, a shortened season because of this uh, CBA not being renewed. Now this is the first time in 20, I think 29 years that there's been a lockout. It was close years ago. There was a chance that it did happen. Now obviously there's some, there's some free agents that did not sign this. Now obviously we're going to talk about that right now. So let's get straight into it. Let's talk about a few big names in free agency that we thought, and there was a lot of predictions about it. But first and foremost, let's talk about the pitching and what we've seen from the pitchers and what so far we have to expect. So former uh, the 2021 AL Cy Young winner Robbie Ray had officially signed with the Seattle Mariners. This deals $115 million over the course of five years. This is a great start for the Mariners in their rebuild process, and they have a chance now to actually add more depth in that pitching. Now, obviously, the lockout has begun. Now, that means no players can sign during this lockout. Now they have to wait till the lockout has been lifted. Now this, the weird, I from what I've heard, there has not been any changes in the, the agreement or the talk. I've been stalled. Now this could, sh- we could see a shortened season. So our 100 normal 162 game season may not be a possibility this year. So we have to hope, cross our fingers that they can come to some term of agreement. But if not, we're going to have to look at uh, shortened season again like we did in uh, last year's campaign so we're going to talk about some things here so if we want, again Robbie Ray did sign with the Mariners that's a great start the Mariners have just added a really good left handed pitcher who really will perform I think that Robbie Ray has so many years left and he's proved he proved how much he's worth in last uh, last season's con- like competition between Lance Lane and, and Garrett Cole I think it ultimately comes down to it it was it was phenomenal, and he honestly he started his career with them, or with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he didn't have so many good years over there. And now he went to Toronto. He had that good that good year, those good two years, and now he's officially broke a big nice deal that's gonna put him long term in a place like Seattle that needs a play, a great pitcher like him. And I'm proud of him and I'm glad for him. I hope he's happy where he is. But congratulations, Robbie, on your new home. Uh, best of luck on your future endeavors. Now we're going to talk about another huge pitcher that everybody was saying, Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers are going to re-sign him. They're not going to let him go. He's not going to go anywhere. And therefore he did, or there, there he went. Max Scherzer, the 37-year-old, did announce that he is signing, or he signed with the New York Mets. This deal is a three-year contract with an option in 2024. But this would be the three-year deal would go for $130 million. Now, that's just one of two big deals that we've seen so far. Now, I want to talk about two free agents who have not signed yet that we are waiting to see whether they are actually three bit, four free agents that haven't signed, but we have uh, some updates. And we did see something from Freddie Freeman yesterday just before the lockout began. Um, now, first and foremost, we do not know where Carlos Correa is 
heading. We do not know where Rob or uh, where Carlos Correa intends to sign. There's been links to the Tigers, the Yankees, uh, but then again, the Yankees have also been involved in some trade talks with the Rangers and Isaiah K- uh, Kinier Kalefa. They've been looking to try to add more free agency. Oh, Trevor Story. That's another one. Trevor Story is still on the board and the Rockies are trying. The Rockies are doing it, but I do not think that Story will return to the Rockies in 2022. Now, this is remain to be seen where he signs, but this is still, again, a lockout. They cannot sign anywhere until this is lifted, but this is start. This free agency ha- started to heat up on Sunday, where there was deals happening almost every hour of the day, and I was excited to see it. But I was sad to see two players go and two big players again. The Dodgers had big boy Corey Seager going into this, uh, going into a free agency. That was a big mistake for them. They did let go of a great player like Corey Seager, and Corey Seager delivered. And now Corey Seager is a new uh, Texas Ranger. And I gotta say, the Rangers, you know what? You guys have some balls, and you guys got a lot of money to spend, and this year they did. They've spent $500 million on two players. Now, obviously, the deal with Corey Seager, 10 years at $325 million, and then you got Marcus Simeon, 7 years at 175 Now, that's $500 million between the both those players. Both of them, one's 27 and one's 31. So, Marcus Simeon will be a 38-year-old unrestricted free agent at the end of the deal. Um, Max Scherzer signed with the Mets, Robbie Ray with the Mariners, Starling Marte with the Mets, which was a big signing for uh, the Mets. Yaviar Baez has signed with the Tigers on a six-year deal worth $140 million. And then we had some big signings here. This was big. This was one that everybody was wondering who was going to go, who's going to pick the apple off the, off the tree. And this fell down to an AL team that really needs to replete their pitching after losing Steven Matz and Robbie Ray to free agency. Now, that's the Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays did officially announce that they have signed right-handed pitcher Kevin Gosman to a a five-year contract with $110 million. Now, personally, I don't know how well he's going to fit. We're just going to have to wait and see when he gets to Toronto in the spring. And when spring training comes around, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Now, obviously, with the lockout, the shortened season, whatever, but there's a thing with him. He's got this really nasty uh, two-finger curveball that was really... It's... the deadliest pitching I've seen in his repertoire, and he's got it. He's got it in his bag, and this is going to be something that's going to be useful in the American League East division against their rivals, the Yankees, the Orioles, the Red Sox, and the the Rays. This is going to be a really good tool for the Blue Jays. Will we see Kevin Gosman be the opening day, the opening day pitcher? That's the question. Actually, no, the question of the day today: Where will Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa sign, and what will their deals be? That's the question of the day. What will those players sign for? And you guys can leave it in the comments or go over to our Instagram at Sports NWS Today, where you can go ahead and drop it in the co- one of the post comments, and we will go ahead and give you a like on that if we agree with that deal. Now. There's some more guys that are on this list. Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, Nicholas Castellanos, and now we've seen Trevor Story, Marcus Stroman, and Chris Taylor. Now, Chris Taylor's rumors were were heating up a little bit. Now, this is obviously, again, there was a lot to it. But we also see Noah Schneidergaard sign a one-year contract worth $21 million 
with the Angels, and then we saw the Red Sox, uh, JT Martinez off back into his contract, and then Verlander resigned. Clayton Kershaw is still an unrestricted free agent. Jorge Soler is a free agent, and Eddie Rosario is a free agent as well. We saw, um, we did see Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, we saw him sign his deal. Uh, the very first deal to actually be signed by any player to the free agency market. Um, it was great. It was a great deal. Five years, seventy-seven million. The big steal for the Tigers and Eduardo, or uh, Eduardo, will do really good down there. Evsel Garcia signed a four-year deal with fifty-three million dollars for the Marlins. That was a great deal for the Marlins. Evsel Garcia will do really good out there. Congratulations to him on that. We saw John Gray. That in now I gotta say I gotta give it to him. The Rangers are uh, weren't the best team in 2021, but they're sure shaping up to be a good team this year. And this is a team that you're going to have to watch for because they're just getting better and better and better and better. Now, the one thing is is that they're they have they have the talent now. They just need to figure out what their game plan is to stick up with the schedules. But this is what I've heard. So Roberto, and then we also had Roberto Perez sign a deal yesterday. Jan Gomes signed a two-year deal with the Cubs. Um, Corey Seager obviously signed a deal. Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer, um, Cole Calhoun signed a one-year deal. Byron Buxton did resign. Uh, the Rangers were gonna go after Trevor Story before they got uh, Corey Seager. Now, obviously, we did get a re-sign alert. Um, we and I gotta say first and foremost, I want to talk about it really quick. The Mets, I gotta give it to them first and foremost. How we all start this is the Mets just announced last week or the week before that about their new general manager, Billy Epler, a former general manager for the Los Angeles Angels, where he built the team that they are today. Shohei Otani, he brought in Mike Trout, he re signed Mike Trout for that big deal, and he just came into the Mets organization with three new deals, with three new players. For a really good price. Now I gotta give it to Billy Epler right now. He's looking for like a really good GM for them. And now the Mets have a good chance at proving they can be a postseason team. Now I've also been hearing trade talks or any uh, trade interest from several teams around the MLB calling into the Mets asking about Jeff McNeil's status. There has been no active talks yet. I haven't heard the Mets are even shopping him away yet. But we will find out soon when we hear anything. Now, there's one other deal that went through as well. There was a, a relief pitcher, Daniel Daniel Hudson, re-signed with the Padres. This deal was a one-year contract worth $7 million. That will keep him through the 2022 season. Obviously looking to bounce back. Now, obviously, Carlos Correa did was seen um, meeting with uh, A.J. Hinch in uh, Houston, actually. And uh, we also did see, and again, a few weeks ago, we saw that uh, signing. Elias Diaz signed a three-year extension worth $14.5 million. So uh, that was another one. But really, we have a lot to see. There's still a lot to go on um, for this. Obviously, we can look to expect to see those uh, guys come back. Uh, expect to see... Um, you expect to see a lot from them. Now, obviously, we're going to talk about one more big, big thing here in this podcast. Obviously, it's going to be a short one. But uh, 
We're going to talk about some NFL injuries, and we're going to talk about uh, an updated situation here. Um, some injuries that shook up the lineup, and uh, we're going to talk about some updates here for this week, thir- for week 13. Now, obviously, I want to talk about it. Kyler Murray did return to practice, is available, will be available on Sunday against the Bears. Now, there's also another big deal going on is that DeAndre Hopkins did return to practice today. This is good for them as they look to get both their stars back for this final, for this uh, return. And now, obviously, the Cardinals are still doing pretty good, still crushing in the West, but we need to see... We need to see our Kyler Murray and our DeAndre Hopkins back before the postseason. Now we have some updates as well on the um, on the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, the they're t- they're losing a lot of players. Um, now, obviously, there's some deals here. Reggie Gillum de- is questionable for Week 13. Also, Daniel Jones is another one. We will not see hit there's a chance that he is week 13 uh week 13 status is now in question therefore um therefore we're in t- uh, they're in some trouble Sam, i have an update on sam darnold matt rule did say that matt darnold or sam darnold did resume throwing some will be further weighted on the bye week but is getting ready soon to return next we had one more big thing here is uh, Dante Jackson has been moved to the injury reserve. He will miss the next three games. Um, and I want to talk. Oh yeah, and then we had some breaking news as well. Starting yesterday or the day before, it was the breaking news of losing the Panthers, losing star, superstar, all-time Pro Bowl running back Christian McCaffrey again to the same injury that it's been the last few seasons. And that is another ankle injury that sidelined him for the rest of the year. The team announced he will not return in this 2021 season. Now we have some Bears updates here. The Bears uh, did announce that uh, Elijah Wilkinson is out. Um, They have placed a lot of their players on the injury reserve um, with a lot of injuries happening. Jack Conklin did suffer a a season-ending injury, a torn patella tendon and will miss the rest of the season. He was placed on the IR last night, and that is the end of his season, and that's going to be a big loss for these people. Now, or for the, the Cleveland Browns. Harrison Bryant is expected to return. Um, obviously, we gotta, we're expecting to see a lot of players come back. Uh, Mari Cooper has been confirmed to play in... Thursday's matchup against the against the New Orleans Saints, where the Saints will hope to bounce back after an ugly Thanksgiving Week 12 loss to the Bills after being shut down 37-6. That was a terrible game for them. Hopefully they can come back. C.D. Lamb is expected to be back as well. Now he is in line to play, going to the concu- five-step of the concussion protocol. Gregory uh, Randall Gregory has been ruled out, will not play. Nishan Wright will, uh, has been placed on the reserve yesterday. And then we also seen uh, Cedric Wilson was not. He's listed as questionable for Thursday, but he has been wearing a non-participant. Uh, uh, he was non-participant at the Tuesday's practice. Now, 
We have seen uh, we have seen a lot of injuries between them. Tight end Blake Jarwin is still on the reserve, uh, COVID reserve, and that is a lot a big loss for them. Now we also had seen Kelvin Anderson is doubtful, will miss some time, according to head coach Vic Vancino. That deal that will be a big loss for them, and uh, hopefully Bridgewater is ready for this week's matchup. Now obviously we're expected to see some. Uh, some new faces on the team going into next week's or this week's competition. We will see Devontra Campbell was also placed on the uh, COVID list yesterday as well. Aaron Rodgers is expected to play in uh, in Sunday's game. He could have surgery. Uh, he he obviously he's hoping to avoid surgery, but there's still a chance that he'll undergo the procedure, and he should be ready able to play. But if not, we'll have to see another Jordan Love start. Now, we also did see some uh, ra- some other injuries here. Um, Randall Cobb did suffer an injury against the Rams last Sunday and was ruled out and did not return. So that's something to keep an eye out. He is listed as questionable for this Sunday's matchup. Now, um, we see Danny Amendola ha- uh, suffered a thing... Um, another big loss for the Texans. Danny Amendola did suffer a knee injury against the Jets in Week 12 and is expected to miss at least four weeks. This means he's heading back to the injury reserves, and this is a loss for the Texans that are looking to actually make something good of themselves. Now, we also seen some other things from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, DeForest Buckner was pretty shook up, according to coach or head coach Frank Reich after the game and against to the uh, after the game against the Buccaneers that game was the biggest uh, was the biggest game of the time that I seen the biggest comeback from the 40 or from the Buccaneers they played phenomenal defense shut down the run game Jonathan Taylor shut down all game long Carson Wentz in that game had four interceptions what a big loss there for them but damn, we've seen something else this week as well. Dan Arnold suffered a sprained MCL in this week's matchup, or this last week's matchup, and is going to expect it to miss four to six weeks. This is a time that they need a guy like him to be here, and he is going to be out. So this is going to be a long term. He was placed on injury reserve yesterday as well. Agnew was also uh, was a few weeks ago, but we didn't talk about that. But Jamal Agnew was also somebody listed as out as well. Now, we have some other stuff here. We got uh, Damian Wilson, what uh, did suffer an ankle injury, has been limited at practice this week. We did also see some stuff here for the uh, for the Chiefs, actually. The Chiefs um, placed uh, Khalil Saunders, defensive tackle, on the injury reserve yesterday. Um, and same with uh, Jarek McKinn. He was placed on there as well with a hamstring injury. Saunders was undisclosed. But it was placed on it yesterday in the evening. We also seen Rashad Fenton is expected to be fine after the win over the Cowboys, according to Matt Verderma of fansided.com. Now, obviously, we have some updates here. Uh, Nick Kowalski is expected or is listed as officially questionable for this week's matchup. 
Now this is big because he's expected to be back for them as they lose to one of their best players, though Carl Nassib is considered week to week according to interim head coach Rich Bisacasia. He's expecting him to be week to week. Is the same with Darren Waller. This is they're both doubtful for this uh, Sunday's game. This is a big loss for the Raiders as they lose their defensive end and their all-star tight. Their all-star tight end, Darren Waller. That's a big loss, and this is a big a big loss for a team like that that's in the midst of a great stretch of games. They're going through, about to go through the hardest teams in the league. Now we did also see a hit point uh, a injury with Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham did suffer a hit pointer injury, but he is expected uh, to be listed as questionable after suffering this injury again. On saying uh, Justin Holland is expected to return to the Los Angeles Rams. He's been designated to return from the injury reserves. This is big for them. Darrell Henderson suffered a quadricep injury on Sunday as well against the Packers, which where he will be held out maybe this week. We'll see. Um, obviously, this is something that we uh, were hoping to see. Obviously, Devontae Parker has been... Uh, it will resume practice according to Brian Flores. Um, but we did see Will Fuller. Will Fuller will not return... In, uh, has not been practicing this week. Has not been practicing. So that's something to be uh, concerned about. Now, obviously, Adam Sheeney is listed as questionable for this week's matchup. Um, we did see some upsetting news here for um, for the Minnesota Vikings. This game was... Uh, this was some upsetting stuff here that happened. Obviously, we're going to talk about it really quick. First and foremost, Delvin Cook suffered a shoulder injury on Sunday against the 49ers. This wasn't no regular injury, and now there's something that will require surgery. But at some point, it's going to have. It's not going to be happening until the end of the season. Patrick, or also in this list of news, Patrick Peterson has been listed as out now, as he was placed on. The COVID reserve on Monday. This puts his status for week 12 or week 13 out. Now, obviously, Everson Griffin, there's no official report if he will return. He was again shaken up last time last week as we heard about the reports of someone firing a handgun near his home. He felt in, that he was in danger. There was a bunch of authorities at his house. He didn't want to leave. The Vikings have they issued their statement. You can go ahead and check it out on their page at the Minnesota Vikings on Twitter and uh, it just it seems it seems all like it's a bunch of Toy Story joke and it's uh, unfortunately at this time they're going to be without Everson Griffin um, again it's a really upsetting thing but Delvin going back to Delvin Cook now he did suffer two shoulder injuries one is a separated shoulder which would have put him in doubt and a torn labram or tor- a torn ligament in his shoulder now this is going to hold him out he will have to get surgery but he's going to hold it off until the end of the season in order to get that surgery so he doesn't miss any time so he's going to miss at least two games according to their head coach um adam schaefer did report they're trying to aim him to return from uh week 15 against the uh against the the i don't know against the chicago bears uh 
the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the 20th. Yeah, so Sunday, or no, they're going to try to get them back on the Sunday, the 21st. Uh, so hopefully they can get their Del- their Delvin Cook back. Now, we've seen some New England, uh, no New England injuries actually happened over the weekend. So we're good. We're good with that. Marcus Davenport has been a uh, non-participant throughout the week. Now, this is something to watch as he may be rolled out again this week. We did see a return of your boy Alvin Kamara has been at practice this week. He's been limited this week, but he is practicing, which is a good sign to seeing him back in the lineup soon. There has been no update. He's listed currently right now on the update injury thing it's currently listed as questionable so we'll keep you updated on that that we'll see more let we should hear something about Kamara's status later this evening it will be determined as they have to rule their players in what injuries are going to be ruled out so we'll hope to see Alvin Kamara return back this week again he's dealing with an MCL injury but hopefully he can return now Obviously, Daniel Jones is currently leading week to week. So this is something to watch out for. Now, Daniel Jones, according to Joe Judge, he has a chance to play on Sunday against the Dolphins, but it's not guaranteed, and they may hold him out just to keep be safe. They did sign J- Jake Fromm from the uh, Buffalo Bills practice squad. Jake Fromm was a, uh, was a fifth-round pick two years ago. Um, he played at the University of Georgia. Really great guy. Really good kid. Uh, he has the talent. He I know sure well he can do it. But uh, is it they're they're expected to start uh, quarterback Mike Glennon in Sunday's matchup if Daniel Jones is ineligible to play. That's going to be big. Now we did see I did officially get some updates here on what's happening. Uh, Mike White will not be cleared for any type of activities uh, due to COVID-19 protocols. He's still in there, according to uh, Rich Simini. Um, we're also seeing that um, Keelan Cole has officially been ruled out of this week's matchup due to COVID-19. Um, now, we also have Mackie Benton, who is uh, progressing well, but is still not practicing and is not expected to play on Sunday against the Eagles. Um, now, Zach Wilson is questionable. He tweaked his right knee on Sunday. Uh, Jalen Hurts is listed as questionable as well, as he was participant through walk walkthroughs this afternoon or this morning. Jordan Howard is listed as questionable. Jason Kelsey is listed as questionable. Um, Pat Freewer, uh, Pat Freewermuth is in official co- concussion protocol. His status for this week is listed as. Um, it's currently listed as questionable. Now, obviously, he has to pass the co- concussion protocol. If he passes, he will be able to play, but it will not look like the case for that. Joe Haggy has been placed on the COVID-19 reserve list today. Um, earlier this morning, he was placed on it. Mike Tomlin uh, did also give us an update on TJ Watt. He will not play as well as he's listed Uh He's been placed on the uh, COVID-19 reserve list after testing positive for COVID. Um, 49ers, Maurice Harris is questionable. Uh, Mar- Marcel Harris will enter the concussion protocol. They're, then Greenlaw is day-to-day. And unfortunately, um, will be unlikely for Fred Warner to suit up in Sunday's matchup against the Seahawks. That's going to be a terrible loss for 
the 49ers and then Trey Sermon has also been diagnosed with uh, a knee, an ankle sprain, which could put him on the uh, injury reserve. So unfortunately, that's that. Now we did hear Debo Samuel is listed as doubtful as he suffered a groin injury on Sunday against the Vikings, where he has been he went under underwent an MRI and they revealed that it was a, sh- a minor. Uh, hamstring or groin injury. He's expected to miss the next one to two weeks, according to uh, Cam Inman of the San Jose Mercury News. Um, so that's something to be uh, there for. Obviously, you look um, nothing yet about. Um, and then Seahawks, we already know. Rashad Penny is listed as questionable. Travis Homer is listed as questionable. Trey Brown is officially out for the rest of the season. Um, Chris Carson's out. Buccaneers. Ali Marpet is listed as questionable. And, neat. and there's still now another update that there's a chance that uh, Antonio Brown does not play in this week's match or the Sunday's matchup, unfortunately. Um, now, obviously, it does not know if he will be ready to play. Um, but uh, Devin White's listed as questionable. Jamal Dean, Ali Marpet is listed as questionable. But we're also seeing that uh, there's uh, Brown It hasn't practiced at all this week. So that's not a good sign for the poor, uh, poor Bucks. But we're getting into the last team on this list. Uh, the last two teams here, Kevin Byron is listed as out as he was placed on COVID-19 injured, injured list or reserve list. Uh, Janoris Jenkins is listed as... Uh, oh, no. Janoris Jenkins did suffer an ankle sprain and will miss a few weeks, according to um, according to their f- official team. Or no, Ian Rockport reported that. And then we're getting into the last one. Ricky Seals-Jones has been listed as questionable along with... Uh, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas has returned to practice at limited status. Antonio Gibson is also there. Landon Collins missed practice today um, or was not expected to practice. Same with J.D. McKissick is also out. They also placed kicker Joey Slay on the injury reserve with the, with the hamstring injury. He is expected to miss a few weeks according to head coach, their head coach. Now, that's honestly, I think that's all we have for the NFL injuries. Um, Yeah, that's all we have for this week's podcast. I had to talk about those things. We talked about the MLB signings. I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, make sure to share it to your friends, your family, anyone that enjoys sports, this is the podcast for them. Go ahead and give it a share. Go follow all our social medias. You can go check out Sports News 1200, our Facebook page. Check out our Instagram at Sports NWS today and our, our Twitter at Sports News 298. Go drop them a follow. You can find all your favorite news there. And you have yourself a fine Wednesday and happy December, everybody.